When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear audio following Sunday night's Ohio State men's basketball victory over the Northwestern Wildcats. The Ohio State Buckeyes return to the Schottenstein Center for the first time in over a month thanks to their extended COVID hiatus. They knocked off the Wildcats 95 to 87. They were led by an absolutely unconscious EJ Liddell, who scored 34 points in 34 minutes, including 17 points in the first five minutes and 20-ish seconds. Also getting into the scoring column in a big way was Malachi Branham, who continues to show that he is the star that people thought he would be when coming in to Ohio State. Those two players kick off our press conference, then you will hear from Northwestern's coach Chris Collins, and we will wrap up with an extended press conference session with Ohio State's acting head coach, Jake Diebler. Chris Holtman, as well as first assistant Ryan Peden, did not participate in the game on Sunday night because they were in Ohio State's health and safety protocol. All right, now that we've got all of that out of the way, here's Ohio State stars EJ Liddell and Malachi Branham. the last two games have been a little bit of a struggle uh, to come out the way that you did. Did you feel any different today? And what was it like for the, to go through those first couple of minutes? Uh, I felt a little bit more in shape, honestly. Uh, still trying to get back in the, the, the shape I was in before uh, the pause, because uh, that was a pretty long break, no games and whatnot. But uh, I came in this game with the same mindset, honestly. Uh, a lot of people was down at me after two bad games this uh, past week. But truthfully, I just kept my head up and just kept playing with confidence and doing what I know how to do. So. What was it like to go through that stretch that you said you hear people doubting you and things like that, to go through a stretch like you did and then come out of it on this side? What, what does that feel like? Uh, I knew the season was going to be a lot of ups and downs. I wasn't going to be a perfect player all season. I watch guys like Steph Curry right now who just broke the three-point record. He's struggling a little bit, but, I mean, everybody knows how much he impacts the team. So just me as a player, I know uh, I impact the game more than just scoring, and I'm going to keep doing that no matter uh, how long I play. So, Malachi, what did it do for the team when you saw you know EJ hit those first six shots in a row? Yeah. How, big, how big was that for the whole point tonight? Uh, it was great. You know, we've been we've... – We've been waiting for it, uh, so um, I was I was happy for him. 
definitely up for. When did you guys find out, either of you guys, uh, about Coach Deeper when that he'd be running the show? And sometimes there's a hesitancy when there's a substitute teacher to take advantage of that. <laughs> Uh, we found out yesterday in practice uh, when Coach was on Zoom, he got a test. He got another test to make sure it was uh, true. So uh, yesterday in practice, we just locked in. All the older guys just uh, kept us all in line and just told us to play hard no matter what. And we picked up uh, where since Coach wasn't here. So. How was the huddle different? I'm sorry? How was the huddle different during the game? Oh, it was different. Not seeing Coach Holt, honestly. Uh, but, I mean, Coach Diva did a great job. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was kind of nervous for the game first head coaching, <laughs> yeah. head coaching job, but I think uh, it, it, it went well. So. How could you tell he was nervous, I guess? I feel like he always kind of nervous. Yeah, before I mean, games. before every game. Before honestly. every game, like, he just, you know, yeah, the butterflies. I think, I think that goes with every coach. Yeah. Every coach gets a little bit nervous for every game. So. Okay, were you asking for the ball during those five minutes where you were just hitting three after three, or were they just kind of finding you? I'm going to be honest, I was open. Uh, most of those shots I was open, I just shot them. So I wasn't, like, like telling them to give me the ball or anything. I was open, so. How are you? Like, were you wanting the ball? Like, I mean, oh, yeah, how, definitely. How did you feel to kind of get that stretch? Uh, yeah, I always want the ball just to create or score, but I, I was wide open, so I, I take every shot. I, I see I'm open. So. <laughs> Did you not know you hit six straight? No, I didn't. Uh, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I just know, I, I know I hit a lot of threes. How many threes got I hit? Uh, Five? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I did not know that. that. That's new. I thought I hit like three of them, but yeah. So. I'm pretty sure this is a clear high night. Do you feel that at all? Because I think there are moments in the game you could hit a couple shots and it helps. It seemed like you knew you were in a rhythm out there. Did you kind of feel like you were definitely the best? Uh, I was just doing what I normally do, honestly. I didn't know I hit five in a row, though. That's that's crazy. But, <laughs> yeah, I was just doing what I know how to do. Malachi, I think we all assume that eventually this is going to happen for you and you're just going to get more comfortable in this role. Mm. The second option here. Yeah. How does that process come along and how you feel about this? Um, you know, I feel good. You know, I just, just really got to keep being consistent. Um, you know, I really think that's the big thing. So just consistency. Against Indiana, did, did you feel like you were getting to good spots, but just weren't, you know, kind of, kind of finishing your shot? And then what did you maybe carry over from that game into this one? Yeah, um, you know, Indiana, um, some of the shots was going in and out. Um, but, you know, the coaches just told me to keep being aggressive. So I try to just um, do the same thing in this game. So. EJ, have you ever scored uh, 17 points in five minutes before? Not that I remember, no. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Uh -uh. <laughs> okay, how's your body feel considering the, the minute load that you can play with? Like, you know, 33 minutes again tonight, it feels yeah. like even post, you know, three-week break, it feels like you've been on the floor a lot. How, how do you feel? Um, I feel good. You know, I take ice baths kind of daily, so I kind of make sure my body is um, in a good, a great shape to play the high minutes that I've, I've been playing. As you think about like what you were trying to do before the season started mm -hmm. to kind of you know, gear up, get your body ready yeah. to handle that kind of load, uh, other things you wish you would have done, do you look back on that and say, no, I think I did enough to make sure I can handle it? Yeah, I felt like I, I did enough um, you know, to handle um, the playing time that I'm playing right now. EJ, during this uh, time off, have you noticed there's been a lot of other stars in the Big Ten that have gone off for 30? Have you, been, have you paid attention to some of the other big performances individuals have had in the conference the last week or two? Uh, yeah, I keep up. I keep up with a lot of Big Ten games. Honestly, just I like watching basketball. So uh, yeah, a lot of guys have been playing good. Just so wasn't, 
I mean, you talk about hearing people doubt you. Does that inspire you as well to see guys around the league that are putting up numbers like that? Does that give you any extra fuel? Nah, I, I like winning basketball games. I don't care about uh, if somebody drops 40 and they lose a game. That doesn't really mean much. I'm about winning games. So. And then for, for both of you, uh, defensively, I mean, you guys obviously did really well offensively, but struggled to, to really put them away. What was the challenge of trying to slow down what they were doing? Uh, they have a lot of actions, a lot of uh, transition, different plays, staggers, a lot of different reps, and out of the same set, uh, we just all had to talk and communicate, honestly. Uh, we had a little bit of lapses sometimes in the game, but that's that's the things we're going to keep working on, watching them over, but um, just talk and be connected. Yeah, two more real quick. Go Adam, and then you guys on a frustrating loss at Indiana and come back home here. Quick turnaround. How important was tonight for you guys to kind of get back on track quickly after such a hot start? Uh, I mean, we definitely needed this one uh, to get our hopes up a little bit, but tomorrow we all got school, so that's going to bring us back down a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But uh, basically, uh, we needed this win. Uh, try not to lose at home and just be connected and keep our heads up. You guys know Coach Holton, Coach Pete, anybody better than anybody in here. What was he doing? What do you think he was doing during the game watching? Was killing him or what? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think uh, both of them was yelling at the TV. Uh, probably like like there were coaches still standing up probably the whole game. So uh, yeah, I can see them uh, being real intense about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Up next, here's Northwestern's men's basketball coach Chris Collins. being here everybody uh, we'll begin with an opening statement from coach Collins and then open it up for questions so once we do that just get my attention and we'll manage it from here coach well that was a real grinded out Big Ten defensive battle today um, you know uh, obviously credit to Ohio State they came out of the gates you know the first five minutes of the game you know really told a story um, you know I was very displeased with our defense early in the game you know just in a lot of areas, just, you know, losing EJ. Obviously, he made five threes in a row. You know, that, that wasn't really the game plan, was to not to let him shoot. Um, but credit him, he's a hell of a player. Uh, got them off to a great start. Um, you know, I thought we we really came back. I really challenged our guys at halftime um, to play with more physicality, to play tougher, to play with more fight on that end of the floor. And we got ourselves back in the game. Uh, we, I thought we did some really good things. Obviously, our offense was good. I thought we executed well and got good shots and scored. We just, we just couldn't get the stops. You can't win a game in the Big Ten giving up 95 points. You know, you just, you just can't do that. I mean, if you were going to tell me today that we were going to score 87, you know, I would have felt really good about our chances. But um, you know, Branham was fantastic. You know, I thought their ability. Uh, every time we made a run, you know, I thought they found a way to get themselves to the free throw line. You know, whether it was driving the ball strong, getting the ball to the basket, just to kind of stay. We, you know, I thought we were starting to put some real game pressure on them there. I think we got it to six or so there. And, and then we, we had a very careless foul on Wheeler. You know, he was out by half court. And we were kind of jamming him. He walked up, made two free throws. Then we missed, and then we fouled on the rebound. So it went right back from six to ten. You know, and then we could never really kind of put real game pressure on him down the stretch, which we were trying to do. But... Um, difficult loss for us, um, but credit Ohio State. They're a really good team. Obviously shows a lot of veteran guys, 
you know, wish the best for Holt and, uh, and Ryan. Um, you know, you never want to see guys under the weather and with all the COVID stuff going around. Hopefully those guys are feeling okay and they can get back with their team shortly. But give credit to their staff and uh, give credit to their players for really stepping up and, and playing well and, and, and getting the job done today. Questions? You mentioned you score 87 points. You tell you before you were going to score 87, you feel pretty good about your chances. Offensively, did you feel like you were going to be able to make some things work against Ohio State as you prepare for that? Uh, we felt like we had some things that we could attack them with. You know, I, I felt pretty good about the offensive game plan. You know, I thought with our, um, you know, we we play kind of a five-out style, you know, and, and a lot of times they play, you know, they're, they're a physical team. They play two big guys, you know, so I felt like if we could play with a little pace, if we could get those guys out on the floor moving, and, and then you got to make shots. But, you know, I, I, I felt good about our offensive game plan coming in the game, you know, but then you got to execute and, it certainly wasn't our offense, you know, today. We, I thought we did some really good things on that end to give ourselves a chance to kind of get back in the game. We just couldn't get the stops. Hey, Coach. <clears throat> Looks like your last five games, uh, you guys have lost by fewer than six or seven points. Mm -hmm. uh, and credit to your team for keep coming back. What do you guys need to do to get over that order? Yeah, no, you got to find a way. You know, so say you got to find a way to get it done. Um, you know, it's really hard to win in the Big Ten. It's uh, it's really hard to win, no matter who you play, where you play them. Um, you know, I'm, I continue to be in awe about how well coached the league is. You have a lot of veteran teams that know how to play. Not and so, in order to win, you have to play really well for 40 minutes. You know, and you got to stay locked in. You got to be smart. You got to be tough. And we have a good team. I feel really good about our team, and I feel like we have a chance to turn this thing around. I really do. You know, we got guys in the locker room that really care. Um, I think we have some good pieces. And the very first thing you have to do is find a way to win one. You know, we've lost now three in a row, uh, two really difficult games at home. You know, today we we're just climbing uphill all day long and we continue to fight. But um, we're going back home and we have to find a way to, to get one in the win column. And then hopefully if you get one, you can kind of regain that confidence and, and get back on the right track. We, we were talking with about that streak of five straight threes. And I'm curious about, I mean, was there an adjustment you guys tried to make during that five minute stretch? Or because he, he kept saying that he, he was being found open. Yeah. Well, what did you see? Yeah, I just didn't think, you know, they did a really good job. They were doing a lot of picking him, you know, little two-man games with him and Wheeler. We, we weren't communicating well. Uh, we, we had a couple miscommunications. One time we just lost him. I think, uh, I think uh, Kyle had one in the post, and we kind of came down to help, and Kyle was able to find him. The other ones were kind of pick-and-pop situations. Um, that were there were like kind of some different miscommunications, but then give him credit and give their team credit. I mean, I, I always say that all the time. There's mistakes made in the game all the time, but the, the other team sometimes has something to do with that. And so they they had kind of got us in that two man game to start the game. We were having a real hard time stopping it. And um, you know, I think he had five threes and a two, so he had like 17, you know, right off the bat. And certainly that was not. <laughs> you know, the game plan for us. Um, I thought we played him better after that. I mean, he was still able to get, you know, his 30 points or whatever. But I thought after that kind of stretch, we at least made him work a little bit. We made him take tough shots, fade away, things of that nature. But we didn't start the game, you know, with the defensive presence that we needed in order to play a player of that caliber. You know, he's a terrific college player. You look across the bench, Chris and Ryan aren't there. It's a chess match. Do you allow yourself to think maybe you have an advantage? Here? No, 
No, I mean, I, I don't, to be quite honest, um, I don't, I never look down to the other sideline. You know, I, I just focus. I mean, they have a terrific staff. I mean, Jake's a, a heck of a coach. I, I know Jake, he's really good. You know, Tony over there, you got a lot of guys over there that have been with Holt. You know, they, and, and they got veteran players. So, I mean, I knew when I saw that, like, they're veteran guys, you know, they know the system, you know, they know how they're supposed to play. Um, they have a really good staff that stepped in. I thought they did a great job. You know, they, those guys had their team ready. They didn't allow that to be a distraction, obviously, to start the game the way they started. You know, they did a really good job having those guys ready to play. Uh, Malachi Brown for them kind of, you know, he had a big week. He's kind of a little bit coming out, I guess, for him. So what did you kind of observe of him as you prepared for Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, I'm really impressed. You know, obviously that Nebraska game was kind of a, a coming out party for him. You, you kind of knew he had the talent. You saw him play in high school. You saw what he was capable of. He's got great size. He can shoot the ball. He's quick. Um, terrific player. And then when you have a game like he had, you know, against Nebraska, sometimes that, that's all it takes to really say, like, man, I can do, I'm ready to do this now. And even the other night at Indiana, you know, even though they didn't play as well offensively, you know, I, I thought he showed against their physicality. I thought he did some really nice things. And he's very, you know, the, he's kind of become that second guy now, you know, which uh, makes them very dangerous. You know, you put another guy, I mean, him and EJ today, they go for uh, 58 points. I mean, that's, you know, you get two guys that get 58, it's going to be, it's going to be really tough to beat, you know, and, and if he can consistently kind of be that second scorer, and then they have the other pieces with Zed inside and, and Justin shooting threes and what Kyle brings and Jamari's such a heady, you know, veteran point guard. They become really difficult to beat. Hey coach, um, when you took over the program, you have made a lot of changes in a very positive way. Um, how has the, the community and the school itself rallied um, to, to ensure that it turns into a winning program, which so far. Yeah, so. you know, when you when you want to have a winning program, and it, it has to be a full commitment by everyone. You know, it's not just the coach; it's the administration. You know, it's it's the support staff, it's the alumni, it's the fan, but it's it's all those things. You know, we've made a great investment in basketball, new new arena, new practice facility. You know, we've upgraded to me to be able to get up to par with what we're competing against in our league. Uh, you're still playing against terrific programs and you're trying to climb the ladder in, in a really tough league, in my opinion, the best in the country. So you gotta you gotta fight. You know, you gotta be tough minded, you gotta keep at it. You gotta know at times there's gonna be tough times you gotta fight through. And um, I've just been really indebted to this group of players. You know, we, we had a great run where we got to the tournament and really kind of changed the face of our program a few years back. We had to hit, hit the reset button a little bit. You know, we brought this group of guys in with Boo and Pete and Robbie Barron and, and Ryan Young and all these guys. And they've taken some lumps the last two years. And, and I think this group's really ready to win. You know, and that's what's frustrating. You know, this last week has been disappointing because we've put ourselves in a position. We've had three games to not win any of them. You know, I, th I thought we were deserving of more. But you are what some great coach said one time. You are what they say you are. Or they are what you are what your record says you are. So... You know, we got we got to keep working. We got to keep fighting, knowing what we got coming up, and um, you know, hopefully, we can continue to prove we, we we have great aspirations for what this team can be. And there's still a lot of season left. Thank you, guys. Thanks, coach. Yep. Thanks, guys.
And finally, here's Ohio State's acting men's basketball coach, Jake Diebler. Sure helps to have EJ Liddell. <laughs> um, I think first and foremost, obviously, give our upperclassmen a ton of credit. Uh, we talked about um, yesterday and today the message was they were going to have to be the guys that, uh, that led this. And obviously, Coach Holtman's ability to build this program and the culture of this program, combined with the uh, with the upperclassmen that we have that have been through some battles, uh, we felt like if anybody was built to to withstand this type of adversity, we felt like it was us uh, for for those two things primarily. So, give our upperclassmen a ton of credit first and foremost. And um, yeah, I I texted EJ last night and told him uh, that. You know, he was going to need to be on it. Told him today to make us look good there on the bench. And, man, did he ever. <laughs> Were you nervous? Yes. Um, I get nervous before every game, to, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, this game has been so good to me. You guys, Most of you guys know my story, how important this game has been to my family. Um, so there's a deep-rooted passion and love for this game. So there, there are always nerves uh, before every game for me. There were certainly a few more uh, this game. But Coach, you know, I've been talking to Coach nonstop, and he gave me a lot of confidence um, and, and kind of talked to me and kept me calm. And, and I think our, our staff on the bench, our staff on the bench, you know, I felt like we were connected, and I felt like we were, we were, we were really poised uh, in a game that had multiple runs and and things, so that those those things and um, gave gave me a lot of peace once we got out there and got going. Were you trying to live up to Coach Holtman or maybe your dad, just as a veteran coach? Like, you had a lot of guys on your shoulder right there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've been fortunate to uh, to work under some elite coaches, Hall of Fame Coach Homer Drew, Hall of Fame Coach Thad Mata. Um, Bryce Drew, who's who's obviously thriving at, at GCU, and you know I think being under Holt um, ha has had probably more than I ever thought helped helped prepare me for for this moment. Um, but certainly, I, my dad and, and knowing he was here tonight was uh, was was special for sure for me. How much of a relief is it then when EJ comes out and starts the way that he does and kind of gets things rolling when you're coming off such a tough offensive performance the other night? Yeah, we felt like as a staff it was going to be a matter of time, Adam, that that he was going to get it going again. Um, and listen, he, he works really, really hard. He's put himself, you know, leading up to this season, continuing through this season, he's put himself in position to have games, you know, really, really good high-level games. Excuse me. And I didn't, you know, really appreciated him having. I think it was a career high tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was, yeah, he, he he was. His work has stayed as consistent, if not more, over the last week and a half. To to he's earned this, mm -hmm. you know, he earned this for sure. He he talked about in the last week or so, hearing 
doubters and hearing people wonder if he's going to get back to the form he showed before the pause. Did you see, in addition to the work ethic you just talked about, did you see that motivating him in any way, or did you sense any of that from him? EJ is a competitor, and and so I don't know that he needed any extra motivation, but for those who did, thank you. Um, but he, he's competitive. He brings it every day. Um, he competes at a, at a high level, so... Um, I guess if he needed a little extra, that was much appreciated because it certainly certainly helped. Jake, how did you and Tony and Mike, I guess, kind of change things up in terms of what you normally do when a game that obviously the biggest change was for you, but I'm sure things changed for those guys as well. Yeah, um, we, we tried to just be in constant communication. We were all kind of um, mixing and matching responsibilities. Um, it required all of us to do more. Uh, so I think you know, Mike and Tony certainly deserve a ton of credit. Um, you know, they, they should probably be sitting up here too, quite, quite honestly. Um, but I felt like we were really connected and we probably just communicated across the entire staff, which was certainly smaller than, than what it usually is. Uh, when you lose a guy like Ryan Peden, who's, you know, one of the best play callers in the country, um, that's a big change. And certainly, you know, Coach Holman being out speaks for itself. So I think we just tried to stay connected. We tried to communicate, um, you know, and, and even the other guys on our staff, I won't name everybody, but everybody had to do a little more. So I, I think, you know, everybody who was wearing these nice little shirts deserves a ton of credit. And uh, what kind of growth do you feel like you saw from, from Malachi this week? Obviously, he a little less there in Nebraska. I, I thought he still played pretty well in Indiana, even if he didn't play scores much. And then obviously tonight he played well again. Just how did you think he kind of grew throughout the week? Yeah, I think even though some of those shots didn't go in against um, Indiana, Malachi's figuring he, the game is slowing down for him a little bit. Um, he's figuring out uh, how to get get more shots off, and, and he's staying aggressive, um, playing with a little more physicality and and force than than what he started with at the beginning of the year. So, you know, we, we've our belief in him and really all our young guys in that transition right from high school to college is, is, is challenging. But, you know, he certainly started to emerge um, as a, as a offensive weapon and it's going to be hard. You know, guys are going to game plan a little bit more for him now. And, and, you know, but I think he's, his consistency in practice is what's setting him up to have success like tonight. Jay, can you walk us through the timeline here? When you found out, how you found out, your immediate reaction? Yeah. Uh, Coach Holman and, and um, Coach Peden weren't at practice yesterday. Uh, so that was, we didn't quite know all the details of exactly what today would look like. Um, there, there's obviously some precautions that were taken yesterday and then um, once we got word that it, it, they were in fact not going to be there, um, it you know it was became like a lot of phone calls, a lot of zooms, a lot, a lot of conversations you know throughout last night and, and throughout today. Um, but we had it, we had it, we knew it was a possibility yesterday before practice, and and so um, you know the guys got to hear our our voices, you know. Uh, when we prepared for uh, for the game, and, th and that's when it started. Do so I have this right? You've never been a head coach in a, in a game, or did you do some high school, middle school, anything like that? I thought I was a head coach when I played. <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought I was a head coach, probably 
to the dismay of some of my teammates, acted like it a little too much. Um, but yeah, this is the first time, and um, it's you got to talk a lot more, you know, than you do as an assistant coach. So forgive my voice, but um, it, it was a lot of fun. And again, I think our staff, our upperclassmen, you know, made it all made it. Uh, a lot of fun tonight. What was the hardest part? Um, Dr. Jay Billis, he said that the challenge is to be yourself, not to be something you aren't. And he said, don't even, don't even bother talking to the refs because they know you're an assistant. They're just not going to. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, right. good advice. Maybe I did that a little too much then. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Um, no, I think the hardest part was uh, <clears throat> when you're a, kind of in a coordinated role, how we divide the staff up, you, you almost have like a laser focus uh, during the game and your preparation. So the, um, the overview of what a head coach has to do, that was different for me. Uh, that, that was different. So we do that a little bit in practice. Um, and, and coach gives us, we may split teams up and he'll give an assistant a team and, and things like that. So there's a little bit of that. But I think having to think through substitutions, you know, watching the offensive flow and the defensive flow and, and flow of the game, calling timeouts, communicating more in timeouts. You know, there's a lot of things. Um, and I, I had, right, wrote all these things down that I could think of. And I'm sitting here, call, I'm calling Coach Holtman, like, hey, Coach, you know, what about this? What about this? He's like, hey, just be yourself. You know, just relax, trust your instincts, uh, be yourself, you know, and, and that was kind of the advice of some of the people that are mentors to me, you know, in, in the coaching world. That was the consistent advice that I got. Uh, leading up to the game. You got the floor kneel down, kneeling there down really, really well. You look like a pro, like I, a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess uh, you, you don't think about those things at all. I mean, I hope my posture wasn't too bad uh, that out there. But, um, yeah, I wanted to be mindful of the people behind us so they could see. But, no, it was – listen, tonight was – Tonight was a lot of fun. I can't state it enough. Our, our, our staff, the collective group that we, we have, our upperclassmen, the culture that Coach Holtman has built here, like if anybody could do it, it was going to be us. Um, and we were confident in that. We were confident as a staff in that, and I believe our players were confident in that. Um, so, yeah, give, give, give our guys credit. Um, Coach Holtman, you know, had his fingerprints all over this game. And, and so he deserves a ton of credit too. Jake, you've, you've alluded to a lot of this already, but the, the idea of you, know, you watched the game tonight through a totally different perspective than what you usually do. I don't even know if you can reflect on this in the moment, but like, what do you more appreciate now about Coach Holtman or other head coaches that you've worked with now that you've filled those shoes? Yeah, I, I didn't know if my uh, my view of coach's ability could get any higher I mean I think I think he is the best in the country um, but man what he goes through on, on a game and prep for a game you know was was obviously what, what we did as a staff today was significantly less than that even um, but I, I think his, his mind and his feel he's so gifted in those areas um, and, and my appreciation for for his ability to um, you know, manipulate the game, whether it's with substitutions or conversations he has with guys coming out of the game, you know, you're managing personalities. You're like, there's all this stuff that goes into it. And, and he's so gifted. I mean, he, he is so gifted at it. So I think it just, you experience something like that and it's almost like kind of 
hold them to an even higher esteem now. So <laughs> I know you, you kind of alluded to like some of the, the nervousness, the anxiety, and whatnot. Was there a point, maybe it was EJ's hot start, where you thought to yourself, like, gee, this is actually pretty fun. I'm kind of enjoying this. Yeah, I think once the once the uh, ball was tipped, you know, it it uh, those feelings went away, and certainly I didn't realize. I knew EJ was played really, really well and was, was on one um, to start the game. I didn't realize, I think it was 17 points. I mean, I, I don't even know if that's a record so, itself. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was impressive. Um, and again, like, I wish EJ had unlimited eligibility. So if I'm ever fortunate enough to be in this situation again, I can have him with me because that was, that was impressive. Uh, what else, you know, besides EJ, obviously had a monster night, but, you know, what else contributed, did you think, um, to, you know, having the worst offensive performance of the season, you know, just a couple of days ago to today, you know, potentially having the best of the entire season? Yeah, I think it was it was just a matter of time before we were going to play better offensively um, because we, we our guys didn't lose confidence. We stayed, we, we stayed with what we know. Um, but I think also our bench contributions – um, Michi Johnson and Cedric Russell, you know, Justin Arms isn't going to, he's not going to go over five, but maybe again the rest of the year. And if one of your best uh, offensive weapons is having an off night, in order to be good offensively, you have to have guys step up. Malachi was, was certainly really good. EJ was really good. I thought Kyle Young played um, with, with the pop and the force and the activity that we love about him and that he's certainly capable of. Um, Zed Key you know, did some things really well. But those threes that said and Michi hit, uh, and some of them very timely threes, was, was critical for us. Obviously, EJ's done this all year. Uh, even if he struggled the last two games, it seems like Malachi's growth has been gradual. But this is really the first time this year where we've seen both together in the same game, where they're both kind of having their length of year combined points. When that happens and that starts to clip more often, how does that open up for this offense? Yeah, it makes us it makes us uh, more dynamic. It opens things up for even more for some other guys. I think when you have multiple guys out there who are such a threat, it opens things up for some other guys. Uh, certainly, we needed all of it tonight. Um, got we know we got to clean up some things on the other side of the ball. Uh, this is a this was a challenging team to prepare for, uh, considering all the change that happened in the last kind of 24, 48 hours. Um, our mindset was to keep it simple. That's not a simple team to play against. Uh, they, they, you know, Coach Collins runs really good stuff. They obviously have really good players. So um, we knew it was going to be a challenge on the defensive side of the ball. We've identified some things these first three games on defense that we have to get back to doing at the level we were doing before our pause. Um, if we do that, we'll, we'll certainly be better on that end. But. Yeah, we needed all. We needed all of it. All 11 threes. All uh, however many free throws. I don't have the, the stats in front of me. How many free throws it was? I think it was one miss, and uh, we needed all of it tonight. And uh, maybe this is an oversimplification, but you guys basically almost had a month off here, and then you come back. You got the two road games, and you guys struggled. Is there something to just being back at home and the comfortability of playing here? Why you guys shot so much better than you had the last two games? Uh, without question. Without question. Our guys love playing here. Um, Buckeye Nation is great. They're good for, you know, on any given night, several point advantage for us. Um, but our guys love being here. There's certainly a familiarity and a comfortability, uh, which, you know, 
again, the change that, that the, the adversity that we kind of went through the last day and a half, it, it, it's certainly great to be home. It was certainly great to be home. I think that was, that was really good medicine for us. Um, and yeah, our, our guys are, they're confident here, uh, really confident here and, and, and love playing here. Last two, we're here in the middle you, of you mentioned EJ's stretch and not really knowing what he was like, how well he was doing at the time. But I'm curious, were you surprised to see maybe how open he was at points? Because that's that's what he uh, he said when I asked him. He's like, I was just shooting because Northwestern was giving me open looks. I mean, were you surprised to see EJ getting those open looks, or kind of what was going on to a lot? Yeah, I think um, you know they they. Their ball screen coverage was was going to give him a window there to catch off off some of that stuff, and um, his he was ready. He's his shots were good shots. I think you didn't really see him take any where you're like, I wouldn't do that unless you're really on fire. But they were all good shots, um, and and so again, he's worked really really hard to develop that aspect of his game on the perimeter, and um, we showed him some things on film last couple games that he he took, evaluated, and, and went out and executed. Um, but his, his yeah, I, I think his uh, his aggressiveness, we know he's going to be aggressive, and, and they were good looks. They were good looks. Some of them got a little more challenging as the game went on, for sure. Um, but he still was in rhythm and, and knocked him down. Hey, Coach. I've got two questions. So, uh, the game against Duke, Russell, and and other guys stepped up key. So how, because I know when they got into the game late, when the game was close, they opened things up a little bit. Uh, how important was that for you to have faith and trust in them? Yeah, we, we have confidence and a lot of trust uh, in, in our bench. And, and our depth, you know, extends beyond even, even maybe what we were able to, to put out there at times tonight. I mean, I think we got multiple guys kind of down there who, who we believe can come in and help this team. Um, and the, the challenging part tonight was to kind of figure out who was who was in a rhythm and who could who could give you the, the best out there. But um, it's been different guys. You know, it's been different guys every game. And, that, and that's what we love about this team. We feel like our depth is a strength for us. And then the last question, as a player, you were also a floor leader, right? So now that you had to step up and be an active coach for a day, how did that translate from being on the floor as a player to being the main uh, person calling the shots as, as a coach? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think back. I don't want to age, but it's been a while since I've uh, since I've played. But the one thing that that I, I love about this game is the camaraderie and the connectedness of teams. And I, I that was my favorite part in college. Um, you know, God, God's instilled in me just, I think, a, a natural desire to, uh, to lead. I was voted captain as a sophomore when I was in college. Um, and it's all about relationships. I think that's the thing that I love about basketball is it, it's a tool that can, that can you can build relationships with basketball. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you're from. Like basketball connects people. Um, and so I've always loved that. I loved it as a player. Um, and I, I just, I tried the relationships that I've been able to build with guys uh, on our team, you know, here. Just try to keep those the same tonight.
didn't really try to do anything anything different. Uh, didn't try to do anything crazy. I, I didn't, you know, wasn't trying to be coach. Um, and and so that was fun. And, and you know, those guys like it's a fun group to coach. It's a fun group to coach. So the, the relationship side, I think, will always be the same. Doesn't matter, assistant coach, head coach, wherever you're at. Those are, you know, those exist in basketball. Basketball is a game that unites people, and and I love that about it. What about the transition from a player to a coach? Yeah, uh, the you know the recovery time when the cases I do have to jump in practice, uh, the recovery time is nowhere near what it used to be, and uh, try to avoid that as as much as possible. But I miss I miss the the connect the camaraderie of a locker room probably more than anything. Uh, but we still have that as our um, in our staff, and that's the fun part. You know, I think our staff is so connected. So, miss that being in the locker room, those conversations after a long practice, conversations after win. Um, but the competitiveness that you you think you miss as a player, coaching feeds that. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Good. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for no hard ones. <laughs> The mic didn't get back to me. Huh? The mic didn't get back to me. <laughs>